Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there, Tom. How's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? How are you coping with the influx of Omicron and all the despair that it is trying to bring upon us at this most wonderful time of year? Um, I have to remember to take a mask out of me, out with me more often. That's probably the main thing. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, it still feels pretty normal to me. Nothing's really changed in my life. I guess not. I guess not. You still haven't had your booster, though, right? No, I'm not allowed it. I'm not allowed it. What, what's, uh, going, what's going on there? The Park Rush podcast is not fully vaccinated anymore, as it once was. We're now one jab well, short. Well, I mean, we're fully vaccinated still. We just don't have... I don't have the booster. I mean... No, no. Sorry, mate. Sorry, uh, mate. You're not What you're all not this really says, anymore. Tom... All this really says is that no, no, they've, looked, no, at, no, they've no. looked at my records and they've gone, actually, this guy is a lot healthier than we first thought. So um, right. we're, we're going to take him off the uh, could die at any moment list. <laughs> What's changed since you were on that list, do you think? Uh, have they been watching know, you play yeah. football on a Sunday and think, this guy's pretty good. Look at him go, running up and down. He doesn't. He's not on the die list. Put him on That's the good the, list. It's got to be the case, right? I, I can't see anything else. Maybe they've got me on Strava and they're like, oh, bloody hell. He can Maybe. Run, this guy. Yeah, someone's hacked your Peloton account or something. Yeah. Oh, God. Look at this I guy. I money for a Peloton account. How much are Pelotons? I've never actually looked into it. Absolute but they... fortune. Are they really? What are we talking here? Are they, are they, are they less affordable than going to uh, Disney World for a couple of weeks? Uh, no. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine they're cheaper than going to Disney World. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, uh, but that's not hard, right? I, the cheapest one, uh, well, the cheapest one is £1,300. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, not cheap, not cheap. Although, not um, as much as I was expecting when you said, you know, they were absolutely mad, which maybe says more about how much I'm willing to pay for things then. But the whole, but the whole point of a Peloton is that you, ha- is the things that come on the screen, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's an extra forty pounds a month, four zero or thirty nine, technically. But yeah. So what can you do with it without the subscription? Just just use it as any old exercise bike. Yeah, I guess so. Right. I, I haven't looked into it too much because I, I have no interest in paying thirteen hundred pounds for a exercise bike. But yeah. No. You know what I don't have any interest in paying uh, for? Uh, Adobe Audition, £20 a month. I'm not having it, Josh. I'm not having it. Uh, the only way I'm willing to cough up for that is if we're getting sponsorship money from Jude's Ice Cream, the very best ice cream available to you at all good supermarkets. Josh, have you had any more Jude's Ice Cream this week? Uh, I have. Well, I've had, I mean, it's the same Jude's Ice Cream that I had last time, but yeah, I've oh, had more this week. Same flavour. Uh, it's, it's a variety of flavours, Tom. I got six tubs. I went all oh. in. Oh, so oh, okay. So it's the same. It's the same selection of tubs. But have you have you had any flavours this week that you had hadn't yet sampled a week no. ago? I tried no. them all as soon as I got them. Okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so there's a Bridget vanilla Jones in there. over here. Oh yeah, there's a vanilla in there. Uh, there's a honeycomb. There's a salted caramel, there's a cookie dough, there's 
uh, and then there's a couple of there's two different chocolate brownie ones. One is a low calorie chocolate brownie. One of them is a regular calorie chocolate brownie. Oh. They're all vegan. Is there is there much of a difference between the high and the low calorie versions? Can you tell? Yeah, the the higher calorie version is nicer. It's um, sweeter, I guess. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, but I think you know what I tend to do is get three scoops. So I, I uh, like. Like I'm at a Baskin Robbins or something. Uh, for three, yeah. three scoops, one from each. Uh, usually, salted caramel, a honeycomb, and a, uh, a chocolate brownie. Uh, I'm going with a low calorie chocolate brownie just because no one else likes that one. Uh, but if you, in that combo, it's an absolute treat. It sounds divine. It sounds divine. I'm not really an ice cream in winter kind of a guy. The only time I remember eating ice cream in winter sort of very enthusiastically was actually during the winter lockdown earlier this year. I think it was January or February. We had, because it was winter, a very hot vegetable stew. And I was far too hungry, uh, clearly, and enthusiastic for this stew. And I burnt the roof of my mouth on a potato that I didn't bite into properly, like a small child. And uh, and and the, the best treatment I could find in the house was a, a tub of ice cream. I promptly devoured the entire tub. And, yeah, it's understandable. Uh, that that, that kind of helped actually, but it, but yeah. it was kind of short term gain did nothing for my long term pain, and uh, had to wait for it to heal naturally with uh, no more ice cream to help me out. So that was that was a rough time to be alive. Yeah, you, you've got you got to be wary gotta be wary i made it i'm still here i'm still here and i'm still here to talk to you josh about theme park news and i no, guess that's why we're here that is why we're here and i guess to be fair the big news of the week is kind of an extension of the big news of last week which you know theme park news is big the, the theme park industry dwarfs all other all others as far as i'm concerned but it is fair to say this uh what is it? This uh, cor- coronavirus seems like a pretty big deal, and and no, does seem to be having an, a knock-on effect on a lot of industries, including the theme park industry. So obviously we've got the new uh, Transformer variant, robots in disguise. Very scary indeed. Well, yes, I mean the the COVID is in disguise. Is that not one of the ways in which it sort of tries to? elude our immune systems is kind of by shaking itself up a little bit so our 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 immune systems look at it and think is that is that a covid right i'm not sure that's a covid and by the time it's worked it out it's got us it's It's in yeah it's interesting i was thinking about this because uh interesting i don't know if it's early reports say that uh if you have uh like antibodies or whatever from just getting covid rather than a vaccine um, you are more likely to get this Omicron. And I was wondering whether that means that the AstraZeneca, which is, you know, the old school style vaccine where it kind of gives you a um, a kind of equivalent of a dead version of the virus, does that mean you're more likely to get Omicron if you have had AstraZeneca over Pfizer, which obviously uh, deals with giving you the way to fight it in a different style, you know? I mean, I hate to break it to you, and I know this will come as a surprise to our listeners, but I'm not a scientist, 
and what? I have no expertise in this field whatsoever. So uh, if I were to try to answer your question, I think I would probably just humiliate myself and misinform everyone listening to this, including you. And uh, I only misinform What do I not about... pay you for, Tom? I know, I apologise, but I'm only willing to misinform people about Thing Park news, which I also don't know enough about. But, you know, science, actual important stuff, I'm going to stay clear of that. Anyway, anyway, the Omicron variant, as you rightly point out, seems like it could potentially uh, get into your cells, even if you've had COVID before or been vaccinated before. This one seems like it could potentially uh, bypass those protections a little more easily than previous variants of COVID-19. And as a result of this... uh, Countries around the world have been enforcing travel bans, uh, mostly on Southern Africa, which, based on the other cases of this variant that have been found in other parts of the world and the timing of those, uh, it seems a little unfair that the whole world has decided, oh, it's all Southern Africa's fault. (laughs) They're just the ones that happen to have been paying attention and found it, uh, while everyone else was just sort of ignorantly going about life despite the fact that the variant was probably already in their countries, wreaking havoc. Uh, But hey-ho, so uh, as well as ban travel from parts of Southern Africa, uh, countries such as the UK and US have been enforcing some other rules. So in the UK, they've basically upped the uh, testing requirements. And uh, we did, or, you know, the Park Rush podcast is represented in a fine write-up that friend of the show, Pastor John Self, did for piratesandprincesses.net which we retweeted earlier in the week which has a good rundown of how you might expect the new testing procedures to affect you if you are a UK theme park fan looking to go abroad or if you are a theme park fan from overseas looking to come to the UK I mean to be clear you can be anyone you don't have to be a theme park fan I'm just making assumptions based on the fact that this is a theme park podcast so this is a good write-up it's it's got some stuff that is worth considering in terms of you know i'm sure there are plenty of brits out there who may well given the relative optimism of the last sort of six weeks or so may well have gone ahead and booked a florida trip for like the spring of next year i mean i couldn't say for certain but that seems like the type of thing certain people might do Uh, maybe even as far ahead as the summer holidays or something so this article's got lots of uh, useful advice if you might be in that position or if you aren't quite that far down the track and are still just considering it. But what about you, Josh? Is, would all this put you off? I mean, I know you're not going to Florida anyway because you're too cool for school. Uh, yeah, but if, that is true. If, what about your family? Are they are they getting cold feet about the whole thing given what's no. happening now? No. no. They, 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 <laughs> I mean... Uh, they're not going for what nine months, so I don't think they're too concerned right now. It's hard to say, you know. We're in the we're in the early days of this new variant, um, and we're in a, the period of you know where this sort of thing is at its worst. Right, the winter is always worse for the flu, for example. It's always going to be worse for COVID, generally speaking. By the time summer comes around, we'll probably be relatively okay again i think you know i think the restrictions will be lessened once again so i don't think it's that big of an issue if you're looking to go in the summertime personally what Um, about april 
Um, April fine there, or you think we'll be okay? April's April's potentially cutting a bit fine, obviously, because our our worst period is often the beginning of the year, the uh, January February cold snap, as we often have. Um, Mm. so, So it depends how we make it through those months, I would imagine. I guess so. I guess so. But fingers crossed, we'll be okay. And uh, we can deliver to you some, you know, hot vlogging action. Are your family going to be doing vlogs in your absence? Could you can do any sort of FaceTime vlogs or something? Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll uh, I'll rope in the kids to do, you know, some TikToks or something. Oh, the next generation of Beastly D vlogs. It's on TikTok yeah. and it's not Beastly D. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, hand, I'll, I'll be at a dinner... Uh, and I'll invite my dad so he can't make it, but I'll, uh, you know, much like the Bobs, couldn't make D23, but um, the kids mm-hmm. will be there. That's fine. Yeah. Of course, you know, if you're not up to speed, Beastly D in Florida, an outstanding series of vlogs, which is going up week by week on the Park Rush YouTube channel. Do catch up if you are behind on that. It is uh, some most excellent viewing. Uh, so yeah, going to be uh, the US, an interesting uh, one this oh, week, I think. Oh, yes, yes, m- most definitely. From memory of the next episode, it's uh, it's hairy to say the least. I look forward to what, to seeing what gets done in the edit suite on that one. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's I, I, questionable behaviour. <laughs> I think a lot of the, a lot of that episode uh, from what we recorded previously is going to be gone, um, and it's going to be a clip <laughs> episode instead this week. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the magic you're able to work. Uh, yeah. The US uh, is also tightening its travel testing rules. So I believe I'm right in saying that when the US reopened their borders uh, to the UK and the EU specifically in November, it was basically a case of if you're vaccinated, you can come in as long as obviously you have proof. And uh, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to need to show proof of a negative COVID test. Uh, now, everyone will have to show proof of a negative COVID test, regardless of their vaccination status. So that is the change that's been made by the uh, Biden administration, which obviously makes sense, given what we were saying about how Omicron seems like it can uh, potentially bypass your protection from the vaccines or from prior infection more easily than the other variants. So it's more feasible that someone could wander into the US uh, double vaxxed, but but perhaps still carrying Omicron and just not knowing it unless they get tested. So that's a change that you're going to have to take into account. I do hope the testing providers don't take the mickey and start hiking the prices again because that was a real problem earlier in the year and I think it got a little bit more under control, but I think now that demand's going to go up again, you'd have to imagine those prices are going to go up as well. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, You know, while, while they... It's one of the things, right? It's in demand, so the prices will go up. If it gets less demand, then the prices will go down. They're trying to get people to uh, be willing to take them, I guess. Yeah, um, that's, that's often that's... a big, a big barrier to travel right now is the cost of those things. So, yeah, indeed. Tell you what's the what's an even bigger barrier for travel though, Josh, and that is the very fact that the Walt Disney World parking lot trams have been out of action this whole time, throughout this whole pandemic. You've had no trams. You've had to walk from your car to the theme park entrance like some sort of peasant, regardless of how far away 
you may have parked. So it's with great relief that we can announce here today that uh, the parking lot trams are on their way back to Disney World, starting with Magic Kingdom this month in time for Christmas, and then they'll return to the other three parks as well sometime after New Year. But good news, I would say. I mean, to be fair, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not averse to, to, to walking. You get through a lot of calories on a Florida holiday. Uh, a little bit of extra walking certainly won't do you any harm. But mm. I consider, you know, much like a lot of people look forward to the Magical Express from the airport, the, the kind of the tram from the car park to the thing park, it, it, it all adds to the excitement for me, kind of builds the hype. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, I'm glad it's back. It's, uh, it is the, the start of the day. It's, it's almost imperative that it happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what's the furthest you've walked, uh, do you reckon, to get to a theme park entrance? You know, bypassing the tram, for example. Like, if you just miss a tram, are you uh, are you a family that will then say, "Well, screw this, let's walk," or will you wait for the next tram? Uh, it's you know, we've we've been there a number of times. It's easy to kind of go right. I know roughly where the where the park is, where the you know TTC is, or where the gate is, and and kind of go from mm. there. Um, I would say Epcot. It's pretty easily walkable. Um, I don't think I've ever walked Magic Kingdom. That that's uh, you know if you if you end up back back there you know one of the back parking lots back lots then uh, that is a trek. It is a trek, and of course you're not even trekking to the theme park. You're just trekking to a, another form of transportation to get you to the yeah. theme park. Yeah, uh, Bush Gardens can be quite a trek as well. Actually, you can end up being parked quite far back and. If you decide to walk that, you'll uh, do that section where you sort of walk right by the fence uh, that is uh, shielding Montu from view, and you, you kind of go right, under yeah. that tunnel that people might I don't, uh, I, remember. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've been uh, that side of Bush, uh, Bush, Good, Bush Gardens. Uh, right. No. Uh, I think I've always walked that. Right. Fair um, enough. Yeah, but, I think I'm probably I'm thinking Animal Kingdom might have been the longest one, longest walk you know that I've done. Oh, okay. I think last yeah. time I did Animal Kingdom, we got the tram. I'm pretty certain. But it was weirdly chilly uh, when I did Animal Kingdom in 2019. I, I seem to remember because it was quite early in the year, and uh, yeah, we got there for rope drop, and the sun wasn't out. So by Florida huh. standards, it, it felt a bit chilly, you know, and uh, didn't feel right. So maybe we should have walked to uh, warm up. Uh, but no, I'm I'm delighted that the trams are coming back. That is good news. And I guess sticking with Disney, I, and this is, you know, clearly my favourite thing to talk about on this show, Josh. Men in suits. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which men in suits do you want to talk about first? Um, the men in black. No, um, I'll let you oh, pick wish. Tom. Well, yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I use the phrase talk about somewhat loosely because this is not exactly an area of expertise. I guess we'll go with the big cheese first. So Bob Iger's farewell oh, tour finally seems to be at an else. end. It's finally over. And we've finally it, got a, a replacement named. Is it, is it there? Is it, he's going to be doing a podcast in uh, 12 months' time. Yes, he's going to be on here, in fact. It's going to become a three-man show. Yeah. Uh, 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 and then he's going to rise again. 
Tom, Josh and Bob. Yeah, mm-hmm. we only accept one syllable names here on the Park Rush podcast. That is just how we roll. So Bob yep, will be more than true. welcome. He can pay for our audition subscription. I'm pretty sure that won't be too much of a problem for him. Something tells me. Yeah, uh, it's the reason we haven't had Michael Eisner on before. It's because his name's too long. Yes, absolutely. And he doesn't like going by Mike, is what I hear. So it's not as simple yeah. as just calling him Mike. He'll come on the show. That's not going to cut it, unfortunately. No. But anyway, Bob Iger, chairman of the board of the Walt Disney Company, that's the position, the kind of formal position he has held since he stepped down as CEO to make way for Lex Luthor himself, Bob Chapek. Uh, Iger going to be replaced in that chairman role by Susan Arnold. Josh, I thought he was going to say Susan Boyle for a second. Tell me everything you know. (laughs) Tell me everything you know about. Well, hang on a second. Whatever happened to Susan Boyle? Where's she now? What's she doing? Whatever happened to Susan Boyle? Did she just Uh, have a a really good makeover in it? And she is Adele. Is that what happened? (laughs) Um, I don't think that's what happened. She, um, I'm going to. This is going to sound a bit harsh, but I think she she went. I mean, she wasn't necessarily all together to begin with, but I believe she had uh, what the media would call um, a brief spell of um, mental lapses, a, I guess. A breakdown? We, yeah. Did she have a breakdown? Yeah. There you go. I, don't know. Um, I mean, I hope you're right about this because I, I haven't, I haven't checked. The thing is, you don't actually know whether there was anything wrong with her or whether it was just you know the media Uh, all right so uh, the susan boyle knowledge is lacking perhaps how's your Mm. susan arnold knowledge (laughs) uh probably worse do you not remember she she's saying i i dream i dreamed a dream is that not her no wait no that's Uh, she uh she supported uh better together rather than scottish independence i believe (laughs) <laughs> yes of course uh i mean she's got uh i mean she's got a background in corporate america so oh, she boy. was yeah she was at procter and gamble oh which yeah i'm not png yeah yeah I, I'm not, I mean, I, i've got to say i don't unless we're talking about tips the t i don't know i don't know you, no pgs you will know png uh, you'll know a number of their brands. Go on then, throw some at uh, me. I'm trying to find a list of their brands. Oh, I, I uh, thought you might have some offhand. No, because I can never remember. Who the, uh, Head and Shoulders, I think, is P and G. Oh, okay. I used to use that, and then realised it's a scam, or that I just have indestructible dandruff. One of the two, but either way, uh, there have up been. On that. Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> there are some arguments for that um, Gillette, I believe. Oh, the best a man can get. The best a man can get. Right. Okay. Um, Ariel, Bounty, Charmin, uh, Febreze, Head and Shoulders, like I said, Gillette, like I said, they were just off the top of my head. Oral B, Pampers, Pantene. Right. So they just uh, do like toiletry stuff and and bath and shower Uh, products. Yeah. Anything that's kind of uh, chemical based. They're like a chemical company but for like cleaning and that sort of thing yeah oh, okay she she she's been there <laughs> previously she was at the carlisle group 
Oh yeah, and the uh, group. she was a director at McDonald's as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, so she's been at Disney a little while, just on on the board uh, for fourteen years, in fact. But yeah, her kind of more sort of hands-on roles, I guess, have been those ones I just mentioned. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, nice job if you can get it. I would, I would say, Disney chairman. I, I'd imagine she'll be uh, rolling in plenty of moolah if she's not already. And uh, just a bit of trivia, of course, from Theme Park Insider. Always good for a bit of trivia. She's the tenth chairman of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, guess who was the first chairman, Josh? Um, no, I don't know. Don't know. Mickey Mouse. Come on. Oh, of course, yeah. Come on. Uh, no, it was this. What was his name? Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Uh, Walt. Never heard Weird of him. name. Don't think it's going to catch on. No. But yeah, there you go, Susan Arnold. Uh, better or worse than Bob Iger as chairman? Do you reckon, Josh? I mean, it's a largely ceremonial post, I suppose. But um, equally meh. Equally meh. Fine, you heard it yeah. here first. Equally meh. That's good. All right, and then another sort of Disney reshuffle news. We've got Bob Weiss, uh, the president of Walt Disney Imagineering, who has oh. become. Incredibly familiar to me during the COVID lockdowns of the last 18 months by being in stuff like the Imagineering story and behind the attraction. And I'm sure there was something else. All those one day Disney things. I'm pretty sure he turned up in a couple of those. Yeah. Obviously, for uh, people that really know their stuff and aren't massive frauds like myself, they'll have known him for well, well before uh, he appeared in all those Disney Plus shows. But he's very much a legend of the Disney Imagineering uh, uh, operation so sad to see him go and he's going to be replaced by barbara boozer which i hope i'm uh, pronouncing correctly that's boozer b-o-u-z-a not boozer as in uh, uh, a pub so uh, you know get it right and i mean she doesn't really have a background in imagineering so this is not some sort of internal promotion kind of situation uh, which you know was very much the case with Bob Weiss, like he absolutely worked his way up through the ranks. And uh, the lady who's replacing him be. hasn't really gone that way. So I guess on the face of it, maybe another sign uh, or maybe a sign that the cause for concern some Disney fans might have uh, is is justified putting someone in who maybe doesn't have the the history, the expertise uh, into a role like this, into a key theme park role. But again, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Time will tell. But I get the impression that Disney Imagineering is probably not going to scale up under Bob Chapek's leadership. It's only going to become smaller. And uh, I think for that reason, she's probably not going to be able to make a massive impression, even if Um... she wanted to. Yeah, so I'm just looking at uh, Barbara previously served as co-managing director principal of Gensler Los Angeles. Uh, in this leadership role, she brought strategic design management to a highly innov- innovative clients such as Netflix, Amgen, JPL slash NASA, uh, Debbie Allen and City of Hope. It's an interesting move. I don't know. I feel like Imagineering has always felt like a role that should be... Um, promoted from within yeah i feel like you need to be part of the furniture before you can become the big cheese you know yeah um but 
maybe Imagineering needs a bit of a shake-up. Yeah. They're, they're not focusing enough on cramming IPs into every orifice of the parks. <laughs> I don't want any of your IPs in any of my orifices. Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Chapek. You keep them away. Thank you very much. If you could pick one IP to place in one orifice. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm glad you stopped me there. I'm glad you stopped me there. Speaking of Bob Weiss being in Disney documentaries, two can play at that game, Josh. Peacock, the relatively new, certainly for us here in the, in the UK, streaming service from NBC Universal, has got its own theme park documentary on there now. Oh Not quite the Imagineering story. It's, it's a one-off. It's only 21 minutes, but it's a sort of behind-the-scenes, if you like, of the Velocicoaster and how that... Uh, highly already highly celebrated roller coaster was built so i'm looking forward to checking this out peacock is available here so hopefully it's not sort of region locked and and we can check it out maybe watch it and report back next week but yeah that'd be cool um i think uh, like an imagineering story for universal could be really cool certainly with uh kind of the eisner era that'd be uh, Mm. super interesting yeah, I was going to ask, you know, if this was a kind of perhaps a case of them dipping their toe in the water, so to speak, in terms of tapping into the theme parks for for their streaming service, what other kind of stuff might you want to see uh, other than, you know, I guess, like you say, the obvious one is a sort of all-encompassing history of the parks in the same way that the Imagineering story kind of was, but is there anything specific from the history of universal or the particular parks or even even specific rides that you think would make for particularly compelling viewing uh, i the opening of universal orlando is uh super interesting i think for me personally um just with like the rides not necessarily working and like them trying to like basically working on them at the same time as there were guests in the park and that sort of thing. Um, Mm. Just trying to get them to run long enough for the opening day and that sort of thing. Um, I think that's a really interesting uh, storyline. And uh, again, like I said, the Eisner stuff where Eisner was at, uh, was it Paramount at the time and was looking Mm. to be a potential investor um, and then turned around and went to Disney and stole all their ideas for Hollywood Studios um mgm obviously uh i think that's a just a really cool period to um work on and obviously all the spielberg stuff would be really interesting because there's a lot of spielberg in that park um yeah and i guess a lot of how they incorporate the tram tour in hollywood into or attractions into the tram tour would be interesting as well definitely i think the harry potter stuff it's quite well worn oh, yeah. territory, but you know, you know there was a there was there was some real competition when it came to securing those rights. Uh, I think much in you know J.K. Rowling is obviously very protective of Harry Potter. I think that the same was true when it came to making the films. There are some quite fascinating stories about uh, you know the various directors and studios that were kind of pitching ideas for how to do Harry Potter as a film, uh, and obviously that you know they went the way they went. I think overall they turned up fairly well obviously extremely successful uh, and i think the same was true of the theme parks i mean i'm sure disney would have absolutely loved uh, 
to get the rights to do Harry Potter at, at, at Disney World and, and elsewhere. But Universal obviously won out, and, and that has been uh, absolutely game-changing for certainly the, the Florida theme park industry, but also further afield as uh, Harry Potter's come to you know California and Japan and, and elsewhere. So... That would be very sure. cool, I think. Too. And, and, you yeah. know, I will never tire of hearing people talk about that Spider-Man ride. Like, that was such a feat that um, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love I'd love something on that as well, definitely. And, you know, Josh, the elephant in the room here is they want an excuse to, to go big on a theme park documentary. I, a little birdie told me that they're making a big new theme park down the what? road in Florida. Maybe that could make uh. something. That could make good telly. Yeah, it's a fantastic world or something like that. Huh. Mm, not sure it will catch on. They might have to go nah. with something else. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Reason to subscribe. Well, I was going to say reason to subscribe to Peacock. I believe Peacock is free. I think it's an ad-supported thing. I assume you need an account, but you don't have to pay them. Uh so there you go. You can get. You should just be able to go and find Velocicoaster. Just go download Peacock on whatever you use, your smart TV or your Apple TV or your whatever it might be, uh, and and search Velocicoaster, and and it should come up. I'm going to watch that hopefully, and yeah, maybe report back next week. Uh, the final thing I have on my list, Josh, is is one that we didn't quite get to last week. Tell me, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more about a potential new roller coaster coming to Thorpe Park, which I'm told smells a, smells like weed, Josh. Is, is that true? <laughs> what, Thorpe Park or the ride? Well, Thorpe Park, but I guess uh, by association, the ride will eventually also smell of weed. Yeah, that is true, I guess. Uh, yeah, so um, this is long in the uh, kind of Thorpe Park uh fan circles the forums that sort of thing uh kind of been a big deal but i guess more information has come to light now so i felt like while it was a rumor and it's still a rumor it's pretty much confirmed that something is coming at, at the very least the rumor the main rumor this the main rumor comes back comes from kind of october time um and that is a new ride for 2022 in Thought Park, where Logger's Leap used to be, if you know a theme park. Um, Tom, you haven't, you don't know of Logger's Leap. I think uh, to put it into perspective for you, remember when Abby was on the phone call? On uh, the phone call. Saw, yeah, oh, at the in park. That sort of like at the park, yeah, yeah. And he's in that sort of old Wild West section. I said that's where the flume used to be, the like uh-huh. uh, log flume. That's where. Uh, the ride is rumoured to be um, in uh, kind of behind Saw and Samurai, uh, yeah. for those listening. Um, and what was there, obviously Logger's Leap, but there was also a uh, maze back there, Platform 15, which is a, um, a Fright Night's maze, uh, the Thought Park's equivalent of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, and on one of the boxes in the queue for that this year... Um, was a little tag that just says TP-RMC22. Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound like an RMC coming to uh, 
Thorpe Park in 2022. I don't know what does. <laughs> 2022, that's pretty quick turnaround, is it not? That's, uh, that's decent. Fairly speaking, yeah. I mean, uh, I think we discussed it must have been pretty early in the year um, mm. when you was allowed to go out walking again, but you weren't allowed to really go anywhere. Um, there were sections of the trees there being cut down uh, from what you know people local to the area thought and uh, heard. So, um, yeah, that seems to be what's coming up. Uh, the other rumour is, is that it will be potentially... Egyptian themed, <laughs> right? Okay, maybe like a like a mummy's revenge or something like that. You mean um, a revenge of the mummy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so the uh, something that uh, is suggested is maybe uh, Tutu's revenge, kind of like a is, is the name of the mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, maybe that's coming. Um, and some people have thought maybe that with that, you, they could also bring in like an Egyptian style Fright Night maze as well. Um, so there's that. Now, the more recent news, which came out end of last month, so you know a few days ago for us, uh, is that there is a new uh, consultation on proposal, proposals for new roller coaster at Thorpe Park website that has appeared. The consultation on, pro- on proposals will be available from Friday the 10th of December. Um, so very much a new roller coaster is coming to Thorpe Park. That is basically confirmed at this point. Um, reason to go back. Reason to go back. As if the weed wasn't enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is obviously um, a proposal uh, uh, for uh, you know, the local uh Residents to have their say on the new ride, much like we had a say or could listen into the discussions on the London result. Um, there has been a leaflet apparently going around to some of the residents in the neighbouring Thorpe village area. Um, and, the, and this says the proposal will involve the removal of existing old rides and replacement with a new roller coaster in the old town area of the resort. The new ride will be will provide an exhilarating experience for visitors to add to existing attractions. Um, nice, yeah. I mean, I I think that would that would that would be great because we we whizzed around Thorpe Park in fairly short order. Like there were one or two queues that were quite long and kind of artificially extended the day, and we would otherwise have got around everything we would have wanted to do in in even quicker time. So, you know, adding another big coaster, I think, would would serve that park really well. And obviously it would spread the crowds out a little bit more, too. And it's a good use of space because that area, as you say, I mean, a friend of the show, Abby, was able to take a like work call in that area of the park, which I think speaks volumes. So it seems like they could definitely do something more with that space uh, than use it as a impromptu conference center. Yes. It's technically speaking, kind of one of the like kiddies areas of the park, I guess. There's some smaller right, ones yeah. there, but I, you know, um, yeah. But obviously, if if we're going into this consultation, maybe I I would imagine it's you know pretty much confirmed who's going to be making this. I would imagine it's probably is RMC. Um, I think that would make it the first RMC in the UK. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully, there are some 
extremely exciting planning documents to look at in 2022 yes. when it comes to UK theme park projects, whether it's uh, the London Resort or <laughs> a new uh, roller coaster at Thorpe Park. Uh, we can but dream. Yeah. And I think, obviously, uh, we had a Woody come back to Alton Towers. Uh, yes, in the, term, the Wicker in Man. The Wicker Man. So I think that's why this, um, you know, ride like an RMC hybrid could kind of potentially make its way to Thorpe Park. I think it, it's a good intro because Wicker Man is a great Woody. Wicker Man's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I, I would like to go back to Alton Towers and m- more so than Thorpe, Thorpe Park. Yeah, you're right. It is a shame that it is a trek, but there are some really good rides there. It's a good day out as well. Well, uh, with that bonus bit of Jurassic World Evolution 2 news in there too, uh, that's out now, by the way. The early Cretaceous pack is what it's called, and it costs a few quid, and you get a few new dinosaurs out of it. But to be honest, not sure. Wouldn't be rushing to my digital storefront of choice to spend more money on that game, to be frank, based on our time with it you can of course catch up with our time with that game on our youtube channel anyway that's enough airtime for what was a fairly underwhelming game and that's going to do it for this fairly underwhelming podcast <laughs> we'll be back next week i jest of course no i mean i jest it's underwhelming we will be back next week that is not a jest nor is it a threat it is a fact <laughs> for more fun times park rush podcast nothing stops this train as we like to say in the meantime you can get in touch with the show at park rush podcast on twitter or by email podcast at parkrush.com. you can find us at parkrush.com or subscribe of course so you don't miss anything on your preferred podcasting app of choice if and when we get round to streaming some more Think Park video games, we still want to check out Magic Kingdom in Minecraft, of course, then you can find us at twitch.tv slash parkrush. And for archives of those kinds of streams, plus other fun stuff like podcast clips and Josh's 2011 Florida vlog and other stuff, you can find us on YouTube as well. Just search for Park Rush. We will come up. That's going to do it. Take it easy, everyone. Get your booster when you're invited, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you.